0: So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area.
1: RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.
0: Lucky 13, baby girl. Here we go. It's so good to be back with you in the Marlene Graphics studio.
1: It is. It's quite lovely.
0: It's Marlene Graphics, Worcester. Pennsylvania, not Worcester, That's Massachusetts. Right. Big difference. Low bet. com for all of your printing needs.
1: Sounds good. We'll have to check them out.
0: We also like to thank RealtorAndABaby.com, our other sponsor. They sponsor my lifestyle. <laughs> Marlane Graphics sponsors the studio.
1: What a good combo.
0: Moving on up. Two weeks ago. We were on with Nick Learman from Team Foster, learned a great deal about service dogs and about how service dogs are helping veterans in particular. Um, We
1: learned a ton about the organization, all the good work they do, uh, which is even far beyond what we had thought.
0: I, I was actually blown away. Me too. Because again, I think there's a number of organizations that do things not necessarily To the same standard that Team Foster does things. And that's certainly an organization that I can get behind.
1: Absolutely. And in fact, we are. If anyone wants to join us, we're going to be down in the beautiful Wildwood, New Jersey at their event on September 11th.
0: That's right. Look them up, teamfoster.org, if you're in the uh, giving mood, if you will.
1: Donate, ride the bike, or just volunteer to help.
0: Or just show up. Come down. There's an after party. You can have some drinks. You can have some food. Have some conversations. We love that.
1: Yep, and tickets are available right on their website.
0: That's right, teamfoster.org. The episode before that was Nasty Eleven. I don't think it was actually Nasty Eleven. I think it was just Eleven.
1: It was nasty, though, because remember, our daughter ate shit.
0: (laughs) 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 And I actually, to follow up with that, I brought her to the pediatrician last week. And the the doctor was like, so how's she doing? And I was like, well, besides the shit eating.
1: Yeah, it's totally in the file. We've been flagged.
0: She's fine. And the pediatrician looked at me like kind of like cross-eyed and she was like shit eating. (laughs) This little Asian woman. And I was like, yeah, read the file, honey.
1: (laughs) We had an incident.
0: I I don't think that's a mystery to anyone by now. No. So I dropped a bomb on episode 11.
1: Sure did.
0: I uh, talked about how I was going to go to the Guns N' Roses concert, and I didn't end up going to the Guns N' Roses concert because I was going to make a massive marital indiscretion. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to belittle it. Like, it is what it is. We have had, I think, a couple of rough weeks. We have. You know, trying to, I don't know, is, is work that out the, the correct term the right way to say that? Yeah,
1: I think so. And, you know, it's funny because I I really wasn't... Ups- I mean, I was upset. I think people heard that. And any of our listeners who thought that was staged, it was not.
0: No, it was not. And that's actually a big takeaway or a big learning point from me from that episode is that... While we are here to talk about our marriage and our lives and our family, our children, you know, there's nothing necessarily that is off the books, but I do think that there is a time and a place to sort of discuss those more sensitive issues before we put that out to the the public, if you will.
1: Yeah, blindside someone on air. I agree. I wasn't upset about it though at the time.
0: Nah, I think you are.
1: No. Like, I was upset my feelings were hurt, like, you know what I mean? But I wasn't upset at you being honest with me.
0: No, and again, I think, you know, we talked about that a little bit in that particular episode, that that was a huge step for us as individuals, a huge step for us as a married couple. I think in, in hindsight, it was good to be open and honest, just not necessarily the correct venue. Agreed. Right. So let's talk about the feedback that we got, you know, as individuals, and then we can sort of, you know, work from there.
1: All right. That sounds good. I think it's funny because as soon as we, you know, uh, recorded that episode, Chris and I then sent outside and we talked for a couple hours, I think that night and had really good productive conversation. And all I kept saying was, we have to do a follow up right now. I need to go on and tell the world how wonderful you are.
0: I don't necessarily disagree with (laughs) (laughs) But I think, you know, on a weekly basis, and anybody that's listened to this show long enough uh, knows I do a pretty good job of telling the world how amazing I am on a weekly basis.
1: You sure do. You sure Uh, do.
0: But please do not let that uh, cloud your your vision or what have you. Like, I am an alcoholic. Yes. Uh, And I am an inherently flawed individual, and sometimes... Actually, quite often, I think that presents different challenges in our relationship than, let's say, as opposed to a a normal marriage.
1: Sure. Well, when I think about what people, you know, strive for in a marriage, right? Like what happens? Boy meets girl. They fall in love. They get engaged. They want to buy a house and have a dog and the kids. And I feel like their goals are very much set on, uh, not material things, that's not what I'm trying to say, but
0: but the life
1: they want to build together.
0: Yeah, to a certain extent, like it's more or less checking boxes through those various stages, right?
1: And I think for us, we have a different kind of common
0: goal. Well, yeah. So not only as a married couple, but I think we both, whether it was expressly said, you know, to each other or what have you. When we entered the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, we sort of made that promise to ourselves and to other people in the program, what have you, that our goal was to be better people.
1: Absolutely. Right? Yeah, and so in that moment, you telling me that, to most couples that may have come off as, I don't know, harsh or unnecessary, but in the life that we're trying to live, it's actually a big step, a leap of faith, a show of trust. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, to me it does, absolutely. And again, like I will tell you where I went wrong with that. You know, again, it's always my goal to be open and honest with you. I think that the events that led up to that particular evening were probably happening days, weeks, maybe even months in advance of the Guns N' Roses concert, right?
1: Yeah, so they always do.
0: Cuz like we as alcoholics and maybe even the normal people out there, everything in our lives is driven by, you know, fears, doubts, insecurities, resentments,
1: And I think a lot of times you hear the phrase, uh, the relapse before the relapse.
0: Yeah, so we do, yes. Uh, But again, for like the normal people out there, I think that's, you know, sort of what I was just alluding to, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I was
0: trying to explain to them. (laughs) (laughs) Like long before somebody in sobriety picks up that first drink or that drug that takes them out of sobriety, if you will, uh, there's those thoughts, feelings, emotions uh, that lead up to that particular event.
1: Absolutely. There's a lot of steps before they get to the bar.
0: Yes, quite literally.
1: Yes. Um, so I think that's, you know, an Im- important thing to talk about. But if we want to talk about, you know, feedback that we got, um, I think initially I got a lot of, I mean, we both got um, a lot of sympathy towards me. Would you say?
0: I'd say that's accurate.
1: Um, which, which was kind of a weird thing to receive, right? So um, I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. Because mm-hmm. again, when it aired, I felt very confident in who we were and where we were going as a couple. Sure. I got, uh, I'm trying to think what else I got. I, I did still get people, you know, saying how brave it was, how honest we were. Um, So I think that was big. I think it's interesting how we view feedback. We can use it to like validate ourselves. Like we could use it to see where we are both. Because what kind of feedback did you get, Chris?
0: So I got a lot of feedback from, you know, people that are in the program. Obviously males, Mm -hmm. right? Not necessarily a lot of, well, I guess it would be people that are also, you know, listeners of the show. But i mean a lot of them are also you know in the program sure which is great and i can tell you more than once i got a text message or a phone call or something saying like oh man i'm really proud of you like you thought it or you said it but we were all thinking it yeah and like in my mind
1: chris gave himself a trophy Yeah.
0: (laughs) God damn, it was like Waterford Crystal. It was like three feet tall. It was fucking amazing. He
1: was like standing in the winner's circle. He's like, oh, good. I've done nothing wrong. I am flawless. And I'm actually, they've made me the leader now of all things with penis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am the leader of the cocks.
1: Yes. (laughs) He really thought he, he did a good job
0: there. And that is, I think, where things fell apart. Yeah,
1: it went off the rails there.
0: Off the mic.
1: I believe that is correct.
0: Right, because I was taking that feedback in our private discussions between you and I, and I was like, but honey, I did nothing wrong. I have a penis. I'm allowed to do that. Nope.
1: Yep, answer there is nope.
0: Not true.
1: No, if anyone was wondering, that is the incorrect answer.
0: Not even close.
1: Not even close. And that's not to say, again, like I had said many a times, yes, seeing a girl in a bathing suit, taking a peek or whatever, maybe that is penis. But the planning, the, the guilt that you had, the fact that you had to tell me on air, that is not penis, that is alcoholism. So, um, it took us a little while to get there. Or it took Chris a little while to get there.
0: It's it. I mean, we, quite frankly, had a very rough couple of weeks.
1: We did. It started off really strong. Yes. Um, Chris put in a solid 48 hours of being an excellent husband, support, really just everything under the sun.
0: You know, clean the house, uh, put in a new backsplash.
1: Sent me text messages. How you doing today?
0: Honey, I love you. And let me tell you something about old Chrissy pal, leader of the cocks. (laughs) I do not check in.
1: He does not check in.
0: In fact, if Megan texts me like more than half a time during the day, I am annoyed. He's like, you're stalking me. I'm I'm not
1: stalking. I just, you know, want to know if I need to pick up dinner.
0: Like, just because you're having a slow day doesn't mean the rest of us are having a slow day.
1: I don't know if anyone's noticed, but Chris takes things to the extreme.
0: I'm an alcoholic. It's what I do. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, so anyway, I think things fell off the rails there a little bit. And then in my alcoholic fashion, now I needed to, Chris to right every wrong that he's ever committed against me. And maybe all the wrongs for all male kind.
0: Yeah. Anybody that had a penis. Well, you were their leader. At even at like, even if you were born a male, but you became a eunuch, I was still to right the wrongs of said eunuch.
1: And it went on and on and on. Chris digging his feet in the sand. No, look at me. Pat on the back. See my medal.
0: I am leader of the cocks. (laughs) Hear me roar.
1: (laughs) And it got so ridiculous at some point because, you know, that's how we roll. We take things to an extreme. That, you know, at some point I'm talking to Chris about trust and I'm saying it's I actually trusted you so much when you told me that. But then the fact that you're not putting forth the effort to, you know, work on yourself and work on us. I've lost that trust in you. Don't you think the trust is the most important thing in a marriage? And Chris says,
0: I'm like. It's 3.30 in the morning.
1: No, that's such a lie. This was like 8 a.m. You're like, actually, I don't think trust matters. No, if I'm going to be completely
0: honest, I don't think it matters at all. I am leader of the cocks.
1: <laughs> and I think at some point I'm laying there like, I just need you to hold my hand.
0: And I was like, I'm cuddling bird dog. What the fuck?
1: So it was all out
0: of control. Yeah. But anyway. It was, we went from, we literally rode. Oh, there it is. Ding, ding, ding. We got literally out oh, of the way. Thank God. We rode the high and low emotional roller coaster. And at some points it was, you know, f- somewhat productive. Yes. Um, a majority of that time it was neither productive nor quiet. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were, you know, pretty passionate about our own stances and our own dickheadedness.
1: Right. Which are both uh, both, I'm sure, wrong and right at the exact same time. Yeah. But no one's ever 100 percent right in disagreement.
0: Except the leader of the cocks.
1: <laughs> that one's definitely not right.
0: Um. So anyways, I think, um, you know, unfortunately, like everything else in our lives and our individual programs and our marriage, we had to go through, you know, quite a quite a bit of shit to get us to where we are today. And I have to tell you, like where we are today, although, you know, we're having a good conversation here and we're happy and we're jovial and we're positive, there's definitely still some things that we need to work out from an episode and an event that happened what, three weeks ago now?
1: Yeah, definitely. But I think that's okay. So I think that's the commitment that we make. Every day there's going to be something to work on. We'll get through this and think we've conquered it and you know, something else will come up.
0: Yeah, something else inevitably will pop up because that's just I mean, they say it in the program all the time. It's life on life's terms, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. So I think, you know, learning experience for sure we're not gonna say that we recorded last time and then we skipped off together holding hands um,
0: no nope, far from that
1: far from that um, but I would say today we're in a good place
0: yes I agree with you
1: and like we said it took a really long time to get
0: there and we're in a good place because uh, like I will give you full credit here which is you know often what I do mm-hmm. you know give credit where credit is due you had sort of drove that point home to me at, I don't know, probably various stages, but it kind of like just clicked a couple of days ago that the whole reason, like I was opening the episode with, that we are here today is because we made a promise to ourselves before we even met each other and then to each other as a married couple to continue to work on our flaws, identify those flaws, call each other out on our bullshit, and make improvements, sometimes that's easier said than done.
1: Yeah, and that's gonna wax and wane, right? Like, I get it, change isn't overnight, but no change happens if you're not willing to admit it. You know, that change needs to happen.
0: I agree with that.
1: It's funny. You know what you said as part of this? I think you were like, time heals all wounds. And can I tell you something? I actually hate that saying.
0: So I think it's true to a certain extent, but if you don't, and this is, again, something that I've learned, you know, not only being married to you, but also by working a program that eventually time may heal all wounds, but there has to be some sort of action.
1: Exactly. Time alone isn't going to heal shit. It's going to make it fester. Correct. You know, so I think that saying is it does a disservice, you know, to people because I I don't think that's I don't think that's a true story. Time alone is going to do nothing.
0: Again, you know, again, I, I agree with that to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think the bottom line is that there has to be some sort of action if you're to move in any sort of productive direction.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes you need the time to kind of cool off from the hot-bottom topic.
0: We've, I mean, we've talked about that numerous times. I am not in the heat of the moment. I am not a positive communicator.
1: And just so you know, the heat of the moment can last hours, days, weeks, months
0: for Chris. I mean, technically, I think there's events in my life that have been going on years now that... <laughs> Time has not necessarily quite healed You're yet. You're still
1: in the heat of the moment. You can't talk about it yet? Yes. Well, that's okay.
0: I, th- I mean, I think we're in a great place here. we got to keep it going, though, somehow.
1: We do. And I think it comes down to, like Chris was saying, this, those fears, doubts and insecurities. And that's a huge cornerstone of the program that we work. And you talk about getting to a step four.
0: Yes, which we had actually talked about months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe wimped out on? I Well, no, I, I don't know if wimped out on, I think is the appropriate term, but we had talked about, you know, doing sort of like our little back-and-forth banter spiel, whatnot, and then eventually we did like a step one and, you know, an episode, and then a two, and then a three, and then a four, which is honestly, like you just said, the cornerstone of the AA program, and that... Is honestly also where a lot of people either stall in their program or they go right back out
1: it's funny I remember getting to step or being in rehab and everyone saying I was doing really good I just could never get to step four I could never get to step four And I'm sitting there thinking when did they give us this list I'm gonna have to read about this step four that seems to be when it all falls apart you know when you have to come back again and I think too, like Chris said, or people go right back out again, either A, they don't want to do it, or B, I think it's really hard for some people to face.
0: The purpose of step four, I mean, it's literally like a four-column sheet of paper, and basically you write down all of your moral deficiencies yes, and who you've hurt in the process, and it is, I think, very hard to put down those thoughts, actions, you know, whatever it may be on paper. But here's the thing, like, in order to, I guess, be free, if you will, um, the fifth step is to sit down with somebody and talk about, you know, those moral deficiencies. And that's where I think you get that first feeling of freedom, like you get to let go of some of that stuff.
1: So I felt the freedom with the letting go. Mm-hmm. I also, to me, it was very freeing because of all the events that had happened in my life, right? I could see the part that I played in every single one of them, and that felt actually good to me. You would think it felt awful, right? Like, look at you, you're such a dirtbag, right? But instead, to me, if I was actually the cause of some of these things, then I had the power to change them. You know, I had the power to fix those moral deficiencies or to work on them. My life actually, you know, wasn't dependent on other people as I thought it was the whole time when it was everyone
0: else's fault. Right.
1: Does that make sense?
0: I mean, it does to me, yeah.
1: So for me, I actually found that part liberating. Yes. You know, like it it almost gave me control or power back in a life that had seemed so out of control for so long.
0: Yeah, because you also get to own those particular behaviors. Right. And then you also get to, I don't know if like, realize the triggers is the right word or like you were saying you realized what your part was in those particular events which I guess is a really long way of saying you know you get to determine if those things continue to happen in the future
1: exactly or if you
0: identify you know x y and z behaviors and change things exactly right
1: so the whole fearless. A moral inventory, although it sounds very intimidating, can actually be a wonderful thing. And I think that in this case, we forgot that we've been, we're have supposed to be doing this all along.
0: Yeah, I mean, I forgot pretty much everything about my program leading up to that. Really? Yeah, because if I hadn't.
1: Then it <laughs> wouldn't have been an issue.
0: Then we probably wouldn't be in this position.
1: Exactly. Oh, wow, you finally figured it out.
0: Oh, it's so condescending of you. Doubt it, bro.
1: 2 weeks of my badgering has finally soaked in.
0: So, again, I know it's been a couple of minutes since we talked about it, but I am the leader of the cocks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one forgot that.
0: I prefer that you speak to me with a modicum of respect. Yes, sir. I have earned my role <laughs> as the cockmaster.
1: master. <laughs> You're really proud of that, aren't you? I sure am. I feel like I'm going to get you a hat and a t-shirt. I don't know. Don't
0: worry. A crown? I was, I was already on the Amazon ordering all of the accessories.
1: <laughs> Do you have like, what are, what's the thing that they hold the king? Like a scepter? What's that called?
0: I believe it's a dildo. <laughs> Maybe Zeus held a Triton.
1: Yes, like the pitchfork thing.
0: Yes, it's technically it's called a Triton, but right. uh, you know that's neither here nor there. Sure isn't. Anywho, the leader of the cocks, massive dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean is a massive dildo, although I think that can be you know argued very effectively.
1: I think is it self appointed or were you voted
0: in? I believe it was a little bit of both. <laughs>
1: It's an elected position.
0: Yeah, I think it's like being a delegate in politics. Like, you have to have a certain number of people write you in, and then there's a, b- a bit of popularity that plays into it. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, actions, you know.
1: All right, well, good for you.
0: Thank you, darling. <laughs> no.
1: D- what does that make me? Like, the first lady? That Maybe don't answer that.
0: Okay. <laughs> again there's a reason why Jim doesn't listen smart man yeah so anywho that's kind of our our brief little dive into step 4
1: yeah little overview
0: yes and you know very glossed over if you will Uh, I think it's definitely something that we can address like maybe in bits and pieces here and there yeah
1: we're not gonna take our notebooks out and read them out loud
0: no, not that I, I mean, I would. Again, I'm an open book. I don't really care. I just think that, you know, while it's good to sort of explain these types of things, I, I don't think people are listening to us because we're like stalwarts of AA. no. I think people are listening to us because I say things like I'm the leader of the cocks.
1: You know what though? If you get your notebook out and start reading it, like tell the people now, pop the popcorn. It's going to get entertaining real quick. <laughs> uh,
0: you'll understand why Megan was initially saying we need therapy, and I was like, "Nah, we'll just do a podcast." <laughs> Who needs therapy? I am the cockmaster. Oh
1: you, you need therapy. <laughs> yes.
0: So let's get back into the more entertaining portion of the show, shall we? Yes, sir. Let's talk about fried chicken.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <sighs> so we were down at Jim and Velia's bed and breakfast over the weekend. There was no bird dog. Bird dog's not allowed. Again, I don't even think I have any stars left to take away. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyways. It was kind of a shitty weekend down the shore. Oh my God, the weather sucked.
1: It would like get sunshiny for a couple minutes and you're like, all right, let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. By the time anyone made the effort to go to the beach, it was raining again.
0: Yep, but it was honestly like, we had a good time.
1: We had a great weekend.
0: And we had a great time because I left Saturday morning to head back to the Philly area. To do some showings.
1: Yeah, and then came back like Saturday evening, so we all got a break
0: <laughs> from the cockmaster. That's right. You were <laughs> cockmaster free for approximately nine hours.
1: But he did return with gifts.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I texted Uncle Dan on the way back home. So I don't know, maybe like 3.30, 4 o'clock, something like that. I was like, hey, you going to be around for dinner? And he's like, yeah, why? I was like, I'm bringing fried chicken. Cockmaster has chicken for you. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't even know how we started on this, but like several months ago, I think Megan and I were returning from some random road trip. Anyways, the chicken comes from the Royal Farms. It does. Yes.
1: Which was a Southern thing. Like we didn't have the royal farms until very recently.
0: I I, I don't know if southern in in the true geographical sense is the correct term because like I have, you know, prick and rude. So Dick and Jude, my dad and my stepmom uh, live in North Carolina. They've been down there for, I don't know, 12, 13 years now. I don't think they have a royal farms in that area.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's more like a Maryland, Virginia thing?
0: I was going to say, I think like more Maryland, Virginia, Delaware. What
1: is that? Mid-Atlantic? Mid-Atlantic.
0: <laughs> yes. Anywho, so we stopped in at the Royal Farms, and I got fried chicken on a random road trip home one day.
1: Yes, because in. Chris eats inappropriate things on road trips.
0: Yeah, we were coming home from Mumsy's house a couple years ago, and I pulled off the side of the road and ended up with like...
1: A casserole dish of Indian food.
0: Yeah, it was like chicken curry.
1: And he was driving. Like, you can't be dipping naan when you're driving.
0: I'm the cockmaster. I will do what I want.
1: <laughs> and he pulled out a casserole dish to pour it all into. <laughs>
0: well, how are you going to... I mean, there's like chicken curry, and then there's rice, and then there's naan. Like, I can't... I only have two hands.
1: Yeah, so thank God I had brought like a tray of brownies that was now empty and he was mixing up all the curries together.
0: That's right. God damn, that was good too. And bonus, I didn't shit myself on the way <laughs> I know.
1: home. I'm looking at him like this is a poor choice for the next six hours and everyone that needs to sit in this car with you.
0: Not going to end well, but so, it, it ended well. So
1: the next road trip we you know stop to go to the bathroom and Chris returns back into the car. With a bucket or a container of fried chicken. And I was like, did you just get that at the gas station? And he's like,
0: yeah, it's the best.
1: And I was like, I'm not eating gas station fried chicken. Uppity bitch right here.
0: Yep. Don't judge a book by its cover. Let me tell you. It is delicious. It's orgasmic.
1: It is the best chicken. We even then a couple weeks ago, because we got a Royal Farms here then. So we had the chicken one night. Chris was so funny. I was at work and he's like... Something good had happened. I don't remember what it was, but he's like, what are you wearing? Not in a dirty way. And I was like, oh, like a linen dress, whatever, wherever I was coming from. He's like, okay, that'll work. I made us dinner plans. Yes. Come home and get me. Yes. And we had to go somewhere, too. We'll stop here, and then we'll go to our dinner plans. So I'm like, ooh, what are dinner plans? In fact, I was like talking to my mom, like, Chris has dinner plans for us.
0: Megan's thinking like 15-course caviar and, you know, all this bullshit. It was
1: the gas station.
0: Yep. We got the chicken. <laughs> Goddamn right. And
1: then someone else told us they preferred a different kind of chicken. They've actually never had this chicken. They yes. just said that they knew of a good chicken.
0: Mary Beth was, was shitting on my chicken selections. S-
1: so we tried their chicken. I- I'm sorry. Royal Farms chicken. Still better.
0: Yeah. It, it does not match up. Not even not- close.
1: So then this weekend, Saturday, Chris brought home literally chicken for 40
0: because at the royal farms it's chicken palooza right now and i tried to explain that to uh, one of the proprietors of jim and velia's bed and breakfast and said proprietor just looked at me and goes you're
1: nuts (laughs) you are you're absolutely nuts (laughs) because she's like what does a fried chicken dinner cost you
0: which is the same reaction she had by the way when we brought home the poo yeah your father on the other hand was like very proud of you guys <laughs> this is a huge step in your marriage let us know if you need anything for the mimi, stray cat mimi legit you're not
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly what she
1: says two <laughs> several times every weekend there
0: so anyways chicken palooza the fried chicken is on sale it was like 13 dollars off or something yeah I'm all about a bargain. So
1: he comes home with two bags of chicken, various pieces, drumsticks, right. breasts, thighs, all the different things.
0: There's a whole bucket.
1: Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. I think like literally there was two dozen biscuits in there. That was a lot of biscuits.
0: I actually don't like the biscuits. And I even told the woman, I was like, don't even pack the biscuits. And she was like, oh honey, they're fresh. And then I felt like an asshole and I was like. We'll take the biscuits. All right. I know you're proud of your biscuits. Put them in the goddamn bag.
1: You know what's funny? So, you know what else they have at the Royal Farms in addition to chicken?
0: Gas. Krispy
1: Kreme donuts.
0: Oh, they do have Krispy Kreme donuts.
1: What a combo.
0: It's not recommended by the American Heart Association. No. <laughs>
1: so, we fried chicken all weekend.
0: <laughs> yes. And people were actually very impressed with the gas station chicken.
1: Literally everyone was talking about how amazingly delicious it was. I'm actually thinking about it right now. Is is it 24 hours the chicken?
0: I got a guy. <laughs> I'm the cockmaster. I'll make, They'll a phone make you call chicken anytime you want. Right now and I will get yardbird delivered. Oh my god.
1: Uber Eats. They're definitely picking up the chickens.
0: I can't do Uber Eats. There's, there's something about spending $15 on I a meal know. and then, you know, another $6. Anyways, we have digressed way off the topic. Uncle Dan loves the Royal Farms fried chicken.
1: Who doesn't? If you haven't tried it, you've heard it here first.
0: We are trendsetters. We need TikToks.
1: Yes. I,
0: don't. I, I could be the, the chicken... Cockmaster.
1: That kind of works out. It's like, what is it, a double entendre where it's like one word that means the same thing? Cockmaster, chicken, or penis.
0: I didn't know where you were going with that. (laughs) I got really
1: nervous.
0: (laughs) So that was it. Or that was our weekend.
1: It was a good weekend. And we picked the bird back up. She was back at the kennel.
0: Uh, she has not shit on the floor yet. Therefore, Frankie has not eaten it yet. That's a win. So like we're in good shape. Oh, and hello. In our never ending quest to die well below the poverty line, we have a new fridge and a new stove coming tomorrow.
1: I know. Except they may be unusable tomorrow.
0: Yeah. because So Megan, because again, uppity bitch, uh, requires a gas cooktop with an electric oven.
1: Did you know that was a thing?
0: Which is a great concept in theory, Amazing, amazing concept. But stove costs X. And then you have to run a separate 220 line. I don't don't even know what that means. The woman who, like, installs them was like, you you got 220 line in that kitchen, bubs?
1: And I was like, like the ones you plug the dryer into or a hot tub.
0: I was like, let me call my guy.
1: So we're waiting on the electrician.
0: Yeah, so basically they're delivering useless... Thousands of dollars worth of stainless steel tomorrow.
1: And the, and the
0: and we have pizza sitting on the counter.
1: And the water line hasn't gone in, like hasn't been tapped in yet either. So literally we're going to have a beautiful refrigerator and stove that are functioning as nothing more than pretty furniture.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Just like me.
1: But Chris also... Look good
0: on the outside, falling apart on the inside.
1: <laughs> Chris also then decided to put in a backsplash.
0: Yes, because, well, not only am I an alcoholic, but I look at, you know, the house as an investment. Um, and I think it honestly really ties the kitchen together.
1: Yeah, and it really came out beautiful. I didn't think it was necessary, but, like, you know, whatever. He, he needs to occupy himself, so at least his, this will be productive. You exactly. You know, go buy your tiles, do what you got to do. All of a sudden, he's renting a wet saw. And I think he, like, he renovated this whole house, right? So I think he's no he knows what he's doing, except... Nope. The, The last time when we did renovate, the only thing we hired out for was a tile guy. So now I'm thinking, this is tile. You know, a year and a half ago, he said he couldn't do tile. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. But all right. Still true. So I get out of the shower the other (laughs) night.
1: (laughs) I get out of the shower the other night. Chris is sitting on the, the cock master is sitting on his throne.
0: That's right. Thank you.
1: And.
0: I earned that title.
1: I hear him watching YouTube's on. This is how you install a backsplash.
0: And oh shit. I
1: was like, this could go very poorly. Mm -hmm. But it actually came out beautiful. You did a great job.
0: Yes, thank you, darling.
1: You're welcome. So we got a backsplash now. This house is really coming along. We're never going to leave.
0: No, we're out of here.
1: We're going to bury you in the studio someday.
0: 25 years in a day. (laughs) Actually, I think we're down to like 24 years and... Nine months or something like that. With
1: your triton.
0: The clock is ticking, darling. (laughs) It's my dildo. (laughs) I wonder if I can get a dildo casket. I don't know.
1: You'll put it in your will.
0: There has to be a way. Yeah. I can't wait. Either way. So that's lucky 13 for you kids out there. That's all we got. I mean, again, I, I think, you know, there there had to be, there certainly had to be some resolution, I mean, for our marriage, because if that falls apart, then so does the show. Absolutely. You know, it probably seemed a little bit weird because we were definitely more all over the place than usual. I dropped my pencil. I think I'm that a- was not my cockmaster dildo.
1: I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest here. I, I don't know. We got to get back in our flow, I think.
0: Yeah. I, I uh, Yeah. We're, we're off our game. Off our game. And I'm sorry if that was, you know, painful for everybody to listen to. But got to give it some time.
1: Yep. We'll be back next week.
0: Yes. And we are incredibly sorry that we missed a week. It was probably better. I mean, I I think we needed, you and I needed the week off. We did. Um, I mean, not for nothing. It's certainly not an excuse, but I'll use it as an excuse anyways because I am the cockmaster. I carry the dildo. Or oh, we had an extremely busy couple of weeks. The past
1: we did well. I just went back to work, you yeah. know, because I, you know, only work part time in the summer, and then I try to work double time during the school year. So I'm into that. You've had you I banged
0: know, out a couple of real estate deals. Yeah,
1: yeah. You had a closing and a listing and a set like all kinds of stuff. So it's just been super busy. We just You know,
0: which are you know all, frankly, great excuses.
1: Yeah, we really
0: just—I don't think we couldn't get on the same page. I think you're absolutely right. I think that nails it on the head. So
1: I think we're—I
0: think we're getting there. I do too. You know, time heals all wounds, which is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else heals all wounds? I don't know. Fried chicken. Yeah, it does. Mm.
1: I really wish we had a fried chicken right now, which is awful. I'll
0: go run out and get you fried chicken because I'm sure like that's part of my amends to you.
1: Your penance. Let me tell you, (laughs) if I fried chicken right now at whatever time it is, 11 o'clock on a Tuesday at night, I'd be getting my gallbladder out within the next six hours. Like it is too late for fried food.
0: It's not going to end well. Nope. Either way. Anyways. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, So I Married an Alcoholic. Please send us any feedback if you want us to talk about anything in particular. You know, if you want to send us some feedback to the So I Married an Alcoholic at Gmail email account, uh, we are more than happy to receive that, talk about it if you want us to go in a different direction. Again, we're more than happy to receive that feedback. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a review on iTunes like us follow us etc etc you got anything else boo
1: no it sounds good
0: i love it well i'm chris i'm an alcoholic
1: and i'm megan and i'm an alcoholic
0: and if you're struggling in any way please reach out put your hand up ask for help